Lucifer's Kingdom is a devil of a good game. It's the Coco Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Coco Show. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're talking about Lucifer's Kingdom. Hell yeah, we are. Now, Aaron, remember when you were a lad and the first time that you saw Satan's Hollow in the arcade, what were your thoughts? I was like, man, that's a, first of all, anything that's affiliated with the devil instantly gets a young man's attention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that particular cabinet uh, had the uh, it had the Tron joystick, but it was red, you know, mm-hmm. and it glowed. It had the cool marquee with the devil, like, opening up his wings and a fire and all that crap. And then you play the game. There's demons everywhere. Fire coming down. A great game. Love that now, game. Love Aaron, the you, you, you were raised sort of a, 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 a religious child. You attended church regularly. You went on some church trips. Yeah. Uh, did you have any qualms about playing a game that had the word Satan in the title? Hell no. I love that game. I didn't care. It could have been called anything. I went, it was cool. It looked cool, man. No, I didn't. You know. There were things I had qualms about. Like, I was scared of backward masking. That was something I was going to get. I was like, Back man. Out, yeah, that was a thing, yeah. They said it was going to get us. You know, mm-hmm. we are supposed to have all these Satanists all over the place back in the day. Remember that big shtick? Well, like, I, I was remember, four, so no. I remember hearing that there was a huge cult of Satanists in St. Albans of all places. <laughs> and I thought, to myself, I thought that, that's probably true. That's, that's, you know, that's I, not an urban me, legend. Something tells me that they worshipped a jug with three X's on it. What they were worshipping out there. I doubt they were actually working. Can you imagine all Do you know all the uh, uh, the difficulty and all the pomp and circumstance and all the outfits and stuff just to be a proper Satanist? Like a, you know, like a proper It does require a certain financial investment. I'll agree with you there. Like, you see modern Satanists? They suck. No offense. But, I mean, just... They don't look cool. At least, I mean, listen, throw the religion out of it. We're talking about the... The We're pageantry. just talking about the secular Satanists. It's the pageantry point. of yeah. Satanism, okay? That's right. It's the Aleister Crowley is what you That's want. That's right. Mm-hmm. But Anton LaVey, a bald guy with a Ming the Merciless beard. He, he looks those, exactly like you. He had those doctored up eyebrows. And he had those, mm-hmm. he wore the red suits. And he mm-hmm. wore the big long robes. That's how you all, do it. He had all those crazy daggers that were all curvy. You know, and he had all those hot women around. See, that, to me, that's your Satanist right there. Not mm-hmm. some tubby goth kid who's arguing with a bakery about putting a Satan, uh, uh, you know, statue out front or whatever. I'm not buying that. But, I mean, no. aside from that, but I like the pageantry of it. But, you know, I couldn't get into Who a doesn't proper enjoy religion. the pageantry of Satan? I mean, if we're being <laughs> honest. Listen, you're a very religious guy. Were you, like, super scared of that stuff when you were growing up? You know, a lot of that stuff was before my time. By the time that I was coming of age, the the Satanist craze and the sort of Dungeons and Dragons, uh, satanic panic thing had already passed. So you know, the most the, the the scaredest I ever was was the first time I saw Smells Like Teen Spirit on MTV. You're kidding me. That scared you? Well, it was just weird. It was all these guys bouncing around a gym with it long hair and loud music. I couldn't understand what he was saying. The one I mean, thing it was kind of like Satanism. That there, there's a big difference, okay? Mm. It takes a lot of energy to bebop around and do this a lot, you know? That's have true. Like, Satan, to be a, a proper Satanist, that's a, there's a lot of planning. You have to spend a lot of money to get dolled up, 
you know, mm, and to buy mm. all those ornate braziers and daggers and all that crap yeah. and altars all the place. Yeah, that's Plus, true. The brazier budget is out of control. Yeah, and then you got to fuel those things. They don't. They don't just light up. You got to go get yeah. firewood or oil. Whatever. There's it is. probably a special oil you got to buy with those things. And then, yeah, it's it's because it's anointed by the devil. You know, mm-hmm. devil oil. And then on top of everything else, the the kids in those videos. Do you think those guys do have a lot of forethought and planning? I know. Yeah. They're ham and egg in it. They're heading back mm-hmm. to the house to get drunk on Natty Light. You know, that's what they're doing. So I wouldn't worry about those guys coming to get you. Plus, those guys are little pipsqueaks. You know, yeah. don't have to worry about it. You're a big guy, Bo. You can take them. I am true. It's true. It's true. I am massive. Aaron, let's talk about Lucifer's Kingdom. Yes. Lucifer's Kingdom. You know... It's funny we should talk about Satan's Hollow as we enter this game because this game really has zero to do with Satan's Hollow except this is sort of like how you would get to Satan's Hollow. Maybe well, this is I mean, just, Satan, it takes Satan's you there. Ho- Satan's Hollow is a vertical shooter. This is a vertical shooter. Well, Satan's Hollow is just a very primitive example of this genre. Well, also, this is a scrolling shooter and Satan's Hollow is not. Right. So that's there's a major difference. There. Well, I don't think the scrolling shooter even existed when Satan's Hollow came out. Oh yes, it's not that old. Saints Hollow wasn't that old. It's it's, it's like old. 1981. It's pretty old, but I, I, anyway, this is more actually. It's funny talking about arcade games. This game often gets to compare it to an arcade game, uh, and that game was a game called Star Force, aka uh, Mega Force. that's right. You knew about Mega Force. I do which my na- research, man. Which name do you prefer, by the way? Mega Force Star is totally to... overused. This came out actually. On the NES, Mega is pretty it? lame too. Both those names get a Z for me on my rating scale. Didn't didn't one of those games come out on the NES? Did you play the original on that? I remember seeing. You know, it I think that Star. Yeah, I think Star Force. Actually, I think I want to say that it was no. It definitely was not a Famicom exclusive. It came out. I think it came, it was a 1987 release in the for the NES. Oh really? So this yeah. rich the original arcade game came out in '84. And Star Force had you scrolling across multiple uh, uh, multiple backgrounds of stuff, and you're sort of shooting ground targets as well as flying targets. It was sort of like uh, it's sort of like something like um, uh, Zeb, except you don't have bombs. It's just shooting. You shoot everything. So everything on the ground, you can shoot just the same way that you shoot in the air. Uh, so there is there are similarities. There's no. I doubt. take it back. Well, I don't. I don't take it back. I looked it up. Uh, it looks like that this was ported to the, to the Famicom and the MSX in 1985. I believe this was an. Uh, oh no, this is a. Uh, it looks like it was an NES. I don't know. I'm gonna have to do some more research on this because it definitely came out on the it, NES. It wasn't a Famicom exclusive. The only reason I mention is I remember seeing the this for rent back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. I remember the yeah. box. That's what that's what ticked it off for me. I'll check so, Moby. So moving on to this game, Lucifer's Kingdom. Uh, which is a consumer-friendly name if I ever heard one. But this will move. <laughs> this will move games. Uh, this was authored by a dude named David C. Bowler. I looked this guy up. I looked up a David C. Bowler in video games, and I did find one. He's credited with a lot of stuff. Uh, boat, uh, and and so I'm assuming this. I don't know how many David C. Bowlers there could be. You know, in in uh, in video games. But get this, he did a lot of ports. Including, he did Alcon uh, and Top Gun, Renegade, and Whizball all on the Thompson. Wow, kind of neat. So on the Thompson, the man. Yeah, he did. He, so he did some Thompson work. I want to. I want to play Whizball on the Thompson. I want to see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, he also did a game called Big Run on the Amiga, the Big Run. Uh, and he's also, he did a lot of secondary work on a lot of games, so he's got a pretty, uh, pretty long credit list here, uh, if, if, assuming it's the same guy. Uh, he also was involved in Double Dragon 3, the Rosetta Stone of the C64, kind of neat. So he's got some interesting stuff here. Uh, 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 so I'm assuming this was early in his career. This actually originally boat was a Dragon 32 game. Uh, and was originally... Now, they've got the publisher listed as Orange Software, which I believe is was the, like how this got published in the States, maybe. The orig it was originally uh, uh, in the in the UK. This was credited to uh, Pulsar on the Dragon. Okay. So uh, this did get released as a Coco game. It wasn't just a Dragon as, game. At, well, I mean, listen, we're in as a far gray as we area know. here. Yeah, but, I mean, a, everything's I know, a gray area. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, Orange Software, who's credited as the publisher of this, they've been featured on the little name on the main uh, screen, uh, was responsible for a couple games. One, Supernova, spelled like gangsta style, S U P A, Supernova. And then my personal favorite, Ball Dozer. I don't know what that is, but I don't know if I want to play that one or not, man. Um, so. This this will work on pretty much any Coco with the 32K uh, memory. It's funny too, uh, just to get a little behind the scenes. I looked all over the place to get a disc image of this. I couldn't find one. I had to. Well, what you do is you check out our Discord server because as soon as as soon as we said we're playing this, Exile uh -huh. in Paradise, aka Robert Murphy, the Murph Man, posted a VDK up of this thing. And listen, I learned all about VDKs and how they work that and is. how they don't work. <laughs> that explains why I couldn't find it. I did, listen, I ended up everybody, uh, first of all, I, I'm going to cut you off because i got to cut a promo on XROAR right now. People say, XROAR, it's totally easier to use now. You should totally yeah. use XROAR. It's way better than VCC. XROAR blows. It blows with a capital B. It still sucks. It will always suck. I played this thing. The only thing I could get it to work on was XROAR Online. That's the only way to play this game. It will probably be the only way to play this game going into the future. Well, I played it on the Mister. So, what? <laughs> How did you play it on, on the Mister? Did you find oh, a Did you find a disc image? No, I loaded it off tape. <laughs> oh, load off the tape. old load off tape trick. Oh mm. yes, absolutely. So let's get into it here, boat. Uh, Lucifer's Kingdom has an intricate rule system here. First of all, I, I, I we so we watched earlier. the The front of this thing is all handwritten, and then the so the box for this is a, is like hand drawn and xeroxed, and then the actual the actual text of the game uh, of the, how to play the game is actually just like typed. It's old school, you know. No, it's a very like, old school, yeah. I always like that, you know. That's about, I, I like it when they, they're you're getting that far back. So the the point of this game is to travel through all these different lands and to eventually. Uh, take on Lucifer himself. Now, this game has a ton of levels, a surprising amount, uh, and they're actually... Uh, this is... Let's take a step back. This game is more advanced than most Coco games. Wouldn't you agree? This game destroys most Coco games, if we're being honest. Graphically, gameplay-wise, smoothness of animation, uh, It's I'd be hard-pressed to think of another Coco game that, that looks like this. Right. This starts out... And you start out straight away on a level. When you finish the level, there's actually an end-of-the-level screen. You find out there are five different star systems in this game. Each has six planets to fly over. Okay? So you've got a lot of action. Now, 
as you go across these different planets, there are different like little backgrounds and stuff. So I mean, it's it's actually that's kind of cool. So you're looking at different areas. On top of everything else, it's not a game where you just fly up and are shooting and intercepting bad guys as they come down. The bad guys actually are pretty cunning in this. They have really intricate patterns. Some of the bad guys shoot, some of them don't. Yeah. Some in, of the shots. Fact, go ahead. In fact, looking at the looking at the manual here, and I say manual, I mean like the J card, the insert for the for the cassette. There's eight different alien types, and according to the docs, each are animated, which is true, and they each have their own method of attacking. So each attack pattern, depending on the alien, is different. Very, very, uh, you know. This is not something that you see in a lot of Coco games. Right. So, you don't just go across these levels and then, fi and then finish the level. That's not how it works. In the levels, you will come across these things that are marked the C. Okay? Your goal is to collect enough crystals to get off the... To finish that level, to finish it off. Alright? And so, your ship... And this... I really like this aspect of the game. And, by the way, Star Force not, it doesn't have this. You actually shoot the C... And it will slowly start to, like, uh, go back into the ground, basically. Yeah, it's, it's a lot Recess. like let's make a deal. And uh, you've got... What? Yeah. You've got... Can you explain that? I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, well, in let's make a deal, you've got the curtain that slowly emerges the prize behind it. When you shoot the C, that curtain C slowly, because it is a huge curtain. I mean, that's, that's, that's canon. It goes across the landscape and opens up revealing the crystal within. I mean, you left me speechless with how stupid that was. <laughs> I just literally, there was dead air as I was trying to figure out what there. I have no reply to how dumb you are. Anyway, as the sea recesses in this game on the landscape, eventually it goes away. And when it goes away, you'll see a little crystal appear, and then you pick it up. There's a, uh, on the heads-up display on the left-hand side, there's an area that keeps track of your crystals. On the right-hand side, there's an area that keeps track of your ships. Now, we mentioned that this game is a scrolling shmup uh, with lots of moving targets, lots of stuff going on, and there's a price to be paid for that. And the pa and what's paid the payment is this has got the old smush screen, right, boat? You've got uh, it's the mega HUD is what we like to call it. Now on the flip side of it, you know, normally this irritates me, all right, but number one, they're doing the almost impossible here, in my opinion. Number two. They use most of the real estate for something. And number three, it does give the game the vertical um, orientation that you would want for a game like this, Boat. And so, for those reasons, I'm going to let it slide this time. But there is a lot of dead space in, in the uh Well, uh, you know, the there's, a couple there's a couple things that we need to remember. You know, one, the Coco. It's the freaking Coco, man. And this is not a Coco 3. No sprites. You know, there's no player missile graphics. Everything sure. is coded in a way that borders on the supernatural. The way that you can get a game that looks like this with no sprite engine whatsoever. I mean, why was this guy, whoever programmed this game, why did he not go on to do the best, you know, like do the best thing ever because well, he, he did do a lot of other stuff as we went over. It's not like he fell away. Well, yeah, but guy. I mean, it's just... I've never seen, we've done, I think this is episode 50-something of the Coco Show. 
and I've never seen a game that approaches this level of graphical fidelity. Now, I will, you know, of course, this is a, a black and white game with a butt. Uh, you can turn the uh, the composite graphics on, and it will give, like, each shape an outline. There's some artifacting colors that give this game the false appearance of having color. But uh, essentially, this is a black and white game. But, I mean, you've got a variety of enemy types. You've got a variety of different shapes. You've got smooth, super, super smooth animation. And like you said, yeah, there is the, the 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 HUD is an issue. But if you think about this like a vertically oriented arcade game, you're not really giving up much screen real estate. You've got your crystals on one side, you've got your ships on the other, you got your score on top. You even have the, your your current location at the bottom. Um, going back to the uh, the 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 docks here. Uh, the terrain is split into five regions: epsilon, delta, gamma, beta, and alpha. Each region has six planets, so there's 30 different zones total in this game. Uh, and uh, you begin on the region Epsilon, pl uh, planet Giotto, which is a strangely Italian name. I don't Gelato. know why. I love yeah. that. It's just tasty. <laughs> um, Cold and soup. anyway, you fight your way. The last section is uh, region Alpha, planet Lucifer. So yeah. um, this is this is a, it's a huge game. It's 30 different planets. Uh, there's a high score table. You've got animated landscapes. You've got eight different alien types. How do people not talk about Lucifer's Kingdom uh, as one of the greatest games on the platform? Listen, you stole my thunder. I was just going to say the same thing. Like, I have never... We had heard of this game years ago. I mean, everyone always says the name. I'm always like, man, i got to get around to playing that. But when, we, when that got picked, I was like, Lucifer's Kingdom, we're going to finally play this thing. And I expected a dud, you know, like something real duddy. Right. So you can imagine my surprise when this honed in the view. I'm like, holy smokes. This reminded me a little bit of like a, a ZX game because I played it in monochrome mode myself. Mm -hmm. And it looks crisp. This yeah. is one you want to play in monochrome mode. Yeah, absolutely. On, I played both and I, I prefer the black and yeah. white. On top of the different regions and the different planets, which I like them because it gives the game some sort of structure as you go through, okay? And on top of everything else, the crystals are there. And on top of that, there's also some weird stuff in there. There's stuff on the ground that you can hit that will give you mul different multiplied points. There'll be like boxes lying in an area. They'll say like 500 times 1 times 2. And if you click on them... As you go, you will get the score that you click on as you go as you go over. There are there are multipliers to increase your score. There are more points, which is cool. There's also these things. I'm not even sure what they do. I never quite understood. They're like they look like they're like boomerangs, and when you shoot them, they go they point towards you or they point away. Did you figure out what those were for? Because I never found never. out what they were for. No, you know and, what and I'm talking about. There, right? Yeah, the documentation doesn't explain it either. So the I, documentation I don't is sparse and. <laughs> typed by some guy in 1980s. I mean, yeah, that's... And I didn't see the other side of the tape, so maybe there's more information on the other side that I didn't see, but I couldn't find the back side of that if there is one. Uh, but there are... There, so you've got some sort of mystery stuff going on. But, I mean, the game, it's like a real shooting game. It's not yeah. something like you would expect. I'm not killing all other shooters, but, I mean, we've seen some great stuff like Nick. Nick has done some more modern stuff. And but this, you could tell me that this just came out, and I'd buy it. I'd buy it a hundred percent. Listen, it, it, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a controversial statement, possibly. 
This is the most graphically impressive, smoothest playing game I have ever played on the Coco. And that includes Coco 3 games. That includes new stuff by Nick. Bar none. I've never played anything that looked this good or played this good on the Coco. Yeah, it's it's uh, way up the list for me. It surprises me. And the fact that they added so many levels to it and stuff is real is real fine. The crystal thing is a real nice touch because it gives it more playability. And when you miss those crystals and you need to get them, like you, it's a bummer. You know, you you and, and the enemies don't just let you do it. You know, on top of everything else, there are little touches in the game. There are active volcanoes you'll fly over. Sometimes you'll see like a mountain that looks like the devil or like a face or whatever. So there's they give you a little bit of Satan in there. Not you know a little Lucifer, a little taste. I can't I, and I didn't get all the way through the game by the way. I didn't come close, uh, but I did get fairly well in. Uh, and I, I would be anxious to see how the later levels look. And there's not a lot of video in this thing either. Uh, so this would be one. To, I'd love to see somebody like, say, a buck, who's a real a whiz at this sort of thing, go in there and take this thing to school and see if you can get the whole thing out on video. be a lot of fun. Um, did we get any uh, action on this thing uh, at all, Boat? Uh, let me take a quick look here at the old uh, Discord reviews. Um, looks like... We got a, uh, a couple of reviews here. The first oh, one uh, comes from J.R. Mobley. He says, this is a solid shoot-em-up. Graphics are attractive and readable. The enemy patterns are engaging, and the difficulty is on par for the genre. The hit testing is mostly fair and only dishes out an occasional cheap death. Lucifer's Kingdom is actually fun to play today, and it would have blown my mind had I seen it on the Coco when it came out. Exile in Paradise writes, great graphics that look sharp even in, or especially, in monochrome. Despite the constantly busy screen, what is what remains clear, even the ground targets that flip and change when shot. The enemies, they deceptively, the deceptively so, slow scroll is merely there to distract you from the high-speed firing and enemy movement, which sometimes feels psychic as the, as the ship rams you for the hundredth time the exact same way. If you fall into a pattern, the pattern will likely run into you. There are bits of music and effects that work, but didn't really jump out at me. Air was spent on both making lots of engage engaging different things to see and linking a story with missions on multiple planets for a sense of both progress and variety. Controls didn't frustrate me. While the background scroll is a bit stately, the shooting and movement of my ship was right on. Overall, a great game for the collection and definitely worth many more plays would pair extremely well with F-16 Assault for a whole day of fly-and-shoot goodness. Get it, play it, have fun. You know, it's uh, just before we close out on this, I looked all over the place to try to find information about this game out. And, you know, every once in a while we play a Coco game, and, like, I have trouble finding stuff on it, you know, but this one was particularly difficult. There just wasn't a lot of people talking about it. And I don't know if this went, maybe because it was such a late release, you think? Maybe that's why it slipped through the cracks, Boat? Yeah, yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean, like, Curtis in the chat mentioned Xenion as yeah, a which, as a yeah. possible contender. Xenion runs like butt, like double butt. It run the frame rate is, I want to say the A word. It is not nearly as smooth as this game. And in a shooter, in a vertical shooter, you want to have is you want to you want your 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 ship to fly and the enemies to come at you smooth as butter. Again, 
I've never seen anything like this. Possibly this is an outlier. This might be the only game that actually runs as if it could be played on a machine that is not the Coco, a more advanced machine. Um, this is this is something real, real special. I think I, I like Xenion actually. Uh, well, I mean, if you, I mean, if you watch, sort of if you go back and you watch Xenion and you play it back to back, there's no contest. Now Xenion well, looks better. It looks better. There's more. There's more going on. But if you look at the way that it runs, it chugs like a chugger. Well, I, I will. And Curtis just mentioned this. He did do a patch for the for the advanced process. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it sure. Does, it does. You it can does, go back after the difference. fact. You can go back after the fact and do whatever you want. I'm talking about the game as it was originally released. All right. Well, I, I do. I still I like that game actually. But uh, by the way, Curtis just chimed in to say he can, he is, thinks this is an A title, uh, and uh, he likes it. So there you go. Uh, that was that was a look at Lucifer's Kingdom. We both enthusiastically give this one the big Satan's up. Bam. Yes. Braise them up, Bo. Give them, put them out there. Put the horns out. Hook them horns. There it is. Are you ready to take the plunge into the exciting world of the Tandy Color Computer? Have you tried emulation and found it to be confusing and unreliable? What the hell is Bitbanger? It's time to get yourself a real Coco and get yourself over to RetroRewind.ca to get it out with everything you need to enter the Coco universe. The Coco SDC is the fastest, easiest way to jump into the nirvana that is gaming on the Tandy Color Computer. A preloaded SD card is already included, so just pop it in your Coco and away you go. Pick up your Coco SDC at Retro Rewind and be sure to use the promo code AMIGOS10 to save 10% off the already low price. Thank you to RetroRewind.ca for sponsoring the Coco Show. All right, Aaron, before we take a look at what's coming up next on the Coco Show, changes, wild changes are afoot. Can you sing Cocoa it? Show. Wild ch changes. Oh, I don't know. I was singing, singing some song I made up. <laughs> um, you know, Aaron, we started the Coco Show probably, I don't know, three, four years ago. It was before COVID was when the, the Coco Show kicked off. Uh, then at some point in 2020, we had to stop doing the Coco show because I got a job working uh, a job that I thought I wouldn't be able to do the Coco show anymore. And then the Coco show came back and the Coco show has ran strong since then. Well, the Coco show is going to continue to run strong into the future just without yours truly as a host. Uh, I'm going to be taking a, a step back from the Coco show. I've had uh, several big life changes going on. My wife is opening a restaurant. Uh, I have been accepted to enter the formation program as a permanent deacon in the Roman Catholic Diocese of Wheeling, Charleston. So I'll be busy uh, doing some uh, theology. And uh, and so uh, we have a change in host on the horizon. Aaron, tell us all about the new host of the Coco Show. I was just thinking, as you talk about the diocese, we did a we did a 10-minute bit on how much we love the devil. So let's, I would Listen, not... They love that over play, there at the diocese. This wouldn't play well at the diocese. Listen, everybody, uh, you know, when we when we took this show down a while back, uh, me and the Brent on ARG stuck an extra piece on the wheel to just so we could keep the show going. And there's a reason. It's because we both are big fans of the Coco as well, just like, just like the boat here. And so the Brent is... Uh, has, we were very fortunate, and Brent is going to pick up the reins on this show as well. Uh, this is actually 
uh, a pretty good fit because me and Brent grew up with a Coco. We played Coco yeah. games our whole childhood. Uh, was Coco stuff. So we have a pretty good working knowledge of it. Of course, I thought I had a good one until I started this show and realized there was so much stuff I missed, including today's game. Uh, and so we were at a point where we were at a point where we could let the show go or keep the ball rolling. I'm, I'm, I'll be I'll be dad gummed if I'm going to let the Coco show go down. It's, I love the Coco, and so Boat, uh, the, which and trust me when I tell you this. Boat loves the cocoa. We had a yeah. long conversation this week, and so <laughs> there might have be, been harsh words spoken. Well, don't be surprised if there's a not a few extra uh, cocoa shows that me and Boat just kick out on the fly every once in a while, just for fun. Uh, but uh, we're going to keep the ball rolling. The cocoa show with Brent taking up the full time reins uh, to take over where Boat's left off. Uh, you know, Boat, this show for me. Uh, and the fact that we did this one for a long time together is special because this is a show. I mean, you didn't know Jack Squatter, but you'd never seen a Coco. You never heard of a Coco. Uh, you didn't know Jack Squatter about a Coco. And now, because I, I feel like I introduced you to something here, like you're one of the Coco's biggest fans. Like you love the Coco. Listen, it, 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 we do a lot of shows about a lot of old computers. And I've got to say, the Coco of all the machines, the Coco is the one that's that's stolen my heart the most. It is number two, right underneath the Atari Eight Bits for my favorite system of all time. I love the Coco. It's the quirky, fun-loving Coco uh, that uh, that keeps you happy. It's our European computer right here in the USA. That's right. We got, that's we got a right. little something. Uh, and we're gonna miss you, Boat. God, but I, like I told you the other day, we spoke about this. Uh, me and you can do whatever we want. So if we want to play Coco on stream, we can do it. If we want to do a Coco show on our own, we can do it. But uh, you don't have to be bound to a schedule, uh, which we have bound Brent to and myself <laughs> going forward. But uh, don't worry, everybody. Coco show will keep on coming, and we've got uh, plenty of games left to play. I'm looking forward to the next show and many shows to come. And speaking of that, what is the next show, Aaron? Well, it's funny you should mention that to Boat, because, bam, we don't know. Oh! Um, we will find out, and uh, uh, in the near future, as as the committee picks a new game. Uh, but uh, I would say uh, there are plenty of good games on the horizon. And, and you mentioned this, Boat, now that you're sort of stepping back on these shows... You're going to take a more active role in the in the game selection committee, as I recall. That's right. I'm super excited about being able to vote and let my voice be heard. And uh, I'll do my best to make sure that we play the best of the best of the Coco Library, unless I deem it necessary that we play something real, real horrible. Hopefully there's an Atomics version on here. We'll fire that right up. But that'll be great. <laughs> but it, it should be a lot of fun. We'll keep the ball rolling. The Brit's very excited about this one. Uh, he's pulled in here before and had a great time, so I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun going forward. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, for me, John Bit of Karshaller, signing off for the last time. What do we say at the end of the Coco Show? Oh, you're going to pay. Because oh, Satan's, yeah. I remember Satan's now. not the only guy you worship, Boat. Oh, Hit it. hell. El Curtis Boyle. Oh, yeah. The Coco Show is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Patreon supporters help choose the games we play, receive exclusive magnets, and get access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server. Visit patreon.com slash thecocoshow if you'd like to support the show and join our community.